Welcome to Coaching Through Cancer, a show for partners, spouses, friends, and family of those fighting cancer. Daryl Taylor is a certified coach, a widower, and father. He knows firsthand the struggles that spouses and families go through after a cancer diagnosis. If you're in the battle of your life, you are not alone. This is the place for you. Hello and welcome to Coaching Through Cancer. Um, so as I sit here, it's the uh, weekend after uh, Halloween. The house has uh, various bags of candy and sweets and some good stuff too. There were some healthy crackers and some seaweed, but an abundance of candy. Um, and, you know, I have a sweet tooth. Uh, I've never seen a piece of chocolate that I didn't want to eat. <laughs> um, uh, and the way I typically avoid that is by just not keeping, um, you know, those things around. We don't typically buy a lot of sweets. And if we do, we'll buy something that, you know, maybe like, you know, cookies or brownies that we have to prepare. But we kind of save it and wait um, for an occasion for it. Right. And uh, but once it's made, we it's gone in a day or two between us and the kids um but it made me just think about urges um you know all kinds of urges um you know both good urges and bad urges and you know how do we manage those things in our life um and and there's all different categories right so i mean there's some urges that are fairly benign like the urge to that could be fairly benign like the urge to eat candy um, you know, after the holidays or around the holiday time, again, um, you know, the extra sugar is really no good for you. You know, the, the, it, it doesn't get enough credit for the damage it does, but, you know, sugar is kind of a form of poison. Um, but it's also a fantastic treat that makes things taste wonderful as well. So, um, you know, just, you know, however you want to to deal with that in your own life. Um, but, but yeah, so those are fairly benign, right? You know, a few pieces of candy over the holidays and, you know, you pick up a pounder or so and, and you just have to work to get it off. I mean, it's a, a thing that happens uh, every year for most people. Um, and then there are urges that are present that are less so benign, like maybe the urge to drink, right? Maybe it's how you manage... Um, you know, the stress and the anxiety of your day, you know, you get home at the end of the day, you have a drink, maybe two, and that's how you kind of unwind, bring yourself into a place where you can think about or deal with, or maybe even just sleep, right? Um, and, and that can have some impacts on you, obviously health-wise, but really um, the whole scope of giving into that urge um, and using it to manage emotions and thoughts in your life um, is really not the highest and best use of, you know, your mental faculties or, you know, alcohol as a beverage. I'm not trying to say, you know, don't drink or anything like that, but it's like that with anything, any chemical that you use to sort of induce, you know, an alternate state in order to deal with what's inside your head. Um, and I'm not here to talk about, you know, addiction or, 
you know, whether addiction resides in, you know, genes or in conditioning or anything like that. I'm just really talking about use and, you know, the urge that people have. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, you know, how do we manage urges, right? And, you know, there's various protocols for, for say, drinking, right, in terms of how you manage drinking. I've had friends who um, were, you know, admittedly um, alcoholics, people that I've known in the past, and um, and they've gone through like a 12-step program, and that was kind of how they managed it. They had to cut it out of their life. They needed to cut all those people out of their life, um, very much the way we kind of keep candy out of the house, except when we're going to consume it in limited quantities. Um, and And that may be valid, and it may be useful. It may be a way that people get, you know, their lives back in order. Um, but that's really, you know, the, the far end of the spectrum with addiction, but just, you know, the, and, and I honestly couldn't tell you whether or not the, the, an individual who has one or two drinks, you know, during the week to just kind of unwind is on a sliding scale towards alcoholism or anything like that, because obviously it's a need, um, for them. It's how they manage certain emotions and certain events. Um, and so I'm not in this particular podcast going to weigh in on whether or not that is alcoholism or the path of alcoholism or any other form of addiction. Um, but it's worthwhile thinking about where the urges come from, right? Um, and, and, and the triggers, the things that precede them, right? So you have a bad day, um, and you just want something to help you calm down. It could be the same thing with sweets, right? Sometimes you are in a sour mood or maybe a little bit depressed, and then the sugar from that sweet, right, kind of elevates your mood, at least temporarily, gives you some energy, um, you know, maybe helps you get through a certain task before you've burned off all that sugar and you kind of crash. Um, and... I just want to put out there that it's worth thinking about how you want to live in an intentional way and how you want the the things in your life, be they activities um, or chemicals, how you want them to serve you so that you can live best. When I say activities, again, some people maybe come home from work and they have something that looks like a positive activity, like going to the gym or going on a run. But again, it's something that they use, an activity that they use to release a chemical in their body in order to, in order to feel better. I'd make the argument that that can be a higher, better use of, of um, your time and, and your, your choices than, say, a drink or candy or food. Um, but again, it's, it, it, it falls into that category of an urge, right? And can we pick urges? Um, can we pick what urges to follow in a way that serves us better, right? So, you know, you come home from work, a long commute again, staying with that example, um, and you need to decompress. So maybe you put on your running shoes and you go for a run. You come back after 30 minutes and some endorphins have been released and you feel better. Your, 
you've improved your cardiovascular system, you've improved your muscular system, and you're in a better mood and in a better place to to make that transition into into your uh, your home life and your evening life. Um, and if that helps you to show up better um, without um, being a, a subtraction from your family or from the things that you're trying to do, I would I would argue that following that urge is better. Um, but again, I, I think it's important to go back and to look at what the triggers are, right? And what we're trying to solve for. And in each of these cases, we are using, in the case of running or in the case of food or sweets or alcohol, we're using a proxy to deal with an emotion. And um, one of the things I want to offer and we've talked about before is we as individuals should get better at, at really processing emotions, right? And so, um, you know, if you have discomfort in your life or you have frustration or anxiety or any of these types of things, um, in addition to, to, to pursuing, um, you know, urges or cravings, uh, you know, if you're addicted to running or something like this, to, to coin a term, um, um, in addition to sort of looking at how those things fit in your life, we should also practice really just sitting with that urge and seeing what that urge feels like in your body, right? Much the same way that we we sit with emotions that are uncomfortable and see how they feel in your body. Um, and we've kind of talked about this before, but it's really just that sensation that comes over you, what whatever it feels like. Does it feel warm? Does it feel heavy? Do you feel it in your chest or in your stomach? Just acknowledging where in your body you feel it. Um, giving yourself enough space and time to let that sit, to really tune into that sensation so that you recognize it, so that it's familiar. Um, and then just allowing the appropriate amount of time. Like, how long do you need to sit with that? You know, how long do you sit with it? Is it five minutes before that urge dissipates? Does the urge increase? Does it decrease after a period of time? Right? And just sort of recognizing all of the, the hues of what that is, right? Without giving into it. It may help to write it down, to journal it. Um, you know, maybe in a future episode I'll talk about, you know, keeping an urge jar um, or keeping an urge list, right? Sort of tracking it, like how many times did you feel it today? Because I, I guarantee you that the more times, just like in experiencing uncomfortable emotions, the more times you are able to sit with an urge, you know, without treating it with some activity or some chemical, it will become more and more familiar to you. Um, um, you will become more sensitive and, and acutely aware of it, and you will slowly gain more control over it. Now, again, I have to say, if there's some property out there, some chemical out there that you're using, and and an addiction is forming. I'm not suggesting this for 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 any type of addiction treatment, but again, for that sort of you know occasional casual uh, use that is not sort of damaging to your fundamental life, but just an area that what if you could subtract that thing, right? Um, and 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 just sort of allow the urge, um, allow it to sit there allow it to resonate in your body, allow it to ebb and flow, to increase intensity and to wane in intensity, right? 
and and become so familiar with it and more comfortable with it that you gain control over it so that you can feel it right um, you can notice the change your body goes flush maybe you feel warmer or you know more tense but it doesn't end up directing you to behaviors that you don't want to have and if you choose to you know at some future date say oh we're going to go out and this weekend I you know we're going to have um, dinner with friends and I'm going to have a drink that weekend and it's not coming and, and now it's not coming from uh, sort of an urge to you know, unwind, let your hair down on the weekend, but it's just an, an element of this whole celebratory function. You know, likewise with, you know, candy during the holidays. It's here, but quite honestly, um, as much as I have a sweet tooth and I love all kinds of chocolate, um, I could throw those bags in the trash and not miss them. And I guarantee you what will happen is keep them for a day or two more, but they will end up in the trash because you know we just don't need to have that much candy around the house um and that's a choice that we make um so yeah um really that's kind of what i i was musing on over the holidays is just you know noticing all these sort of temptations around me and yet not really giving in as much as i think i would have in the past right um it's not a huge problem for me i'm not in that candy bag every day you know I did go into it today, though. <laughs> Not gonna lie, um, but <laughs> but yeah, um, you know I've been sitting here uh, day after day um, and just feeling urges like that, and um, you know allowing them to dissipate, and then I literally forget that we have a bag of candy tied up hidden in the cupboard. Um, and so, yeah, maybe that's uh, helpful to you. Um, maybe you're dealing with some some temptations, some urges in your life. Um, you know, some habits that you would like to reform or get better control of or that you're afraid they might kind of get out of hand, especially now that we're moving into the holidays. Things like food and sweets and things like that might come up more for you uh, and drink as well. And so um, um, we have a lot of tools in coaching. Uh, from all the mindset work we do and some of the other things I mentioned in terms of dealing with urges and processing emotions and looking at the, the antecedents to, uh, to, to where the urges come from and, and really sort of unpacking that and help you to understand that so that you can be more thoughtful and more um, intentional in terms of how you manage your life right um and we can help with that so uh again like always if you have any topics that you want to talk about i'd love to hear from you um and if you want to talk about you know anything you're dealing with in terms of managing those those urges or those those behaviors or habits that you uh you would just like to gain control over because you feel like sometimes you're winning and sometimes you're losing uh let me know i can do that for you at coaching you through um, and uh, I'd love to help. So until next time, Thank take you care. for joining us. Share this episode with friends, families, and others in the fight. We'd love to hear from you. What's your story? What are your thoughts, experiences, and what would you like to hear discussed? Reach out at www.coachingyouthrough.com. That's coachingyouthrough, with the letter U, dot com.